Oh, snap! The end of all things, plus Avengers makes all the money ever. That and more on today's episode of The Real Review. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. Everybody, I am here with Joel has seen the movie Avengers Endgame 76 times. Cunningham. <laughs> Close. Oh, okay. I'm getting there. Yeah. I've pretty much been doing nothing but watching it nonstop since yeah. it came out. I haven't gotten any sleep. You leave the theater and go help. right back in again. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I just buy them all online. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a support bulk now. Yeah. yeah, this the first time I've ever seen this, actually. This might have happened to you never happened to me before but when we were trying to buy tickets uh for our second i've actually seen it three times i should clarify i've only seen it once dang okay uh a second time we actually had to wait in line on the app we were going through the fandango app to purchase tickets weird yeah and it like literally was like you are you know next in line to purchase tickets one of the reasons why it's made all the money yeah (laughs) everybody's just like shut up and take my money right now exactly so uh i'm here with matt uh Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, dang. <laughs> hey, that was pretty clever. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, thank you. Snap back to reality. Okay. That's yeah, good I'm stuff. not actually going to wrap it because then people would just- Mom spaghetti. Not even make it into the, the actual review part. They would just turn it <laughs> off right there. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. This is The Real Review. Yeah. Um, give you a real quick, uh, bring you up to speed if this is the first time listening to us. We are- uh, two film two dudes. <laughs> we're 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 lovers of film and of cinema and mm-hmm. entertainment and those types of things. And uh, Joel, uh, you know, when he's reviewing something, can be a little bit potentially uh, negative, analytical, critical, yeah, hypercritical. Hyper-critical. Sometimes it just depends. Yeah. Um, See, I see uh, but, it as but he, thorough. But he finds, yeah, thorough, <laughs> sure. Finds a lot of details, though. He has a good eye for, like, details and things mm-hmm. in cinema and different things, the way things are filmed, shot, those types of things. Yeah. I tend to go in more like, hey, did I enjoy it? Did I feel emotionally uh, invested? Was I a- emotionally a mess after the fact? Was, <laughs> um, did I have a good time? Was you know, your... those kinds of things. I can be kind of, I, I tend to be mean. a pretty positive nice. person. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we kind of take those two aspects, blend them together, and that's what we do. We give the real review between our two perspectives. There it is. And yeah, we don't know everything, so we're, we're, we're learning, we're enjoying things, and uh, you're along for the ride with us. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so uh, Joel, why mm-hmm. don't you let everybody know how they can get connected with us on The Real Review? Will do. We have our website, which is realreviewmedia.com, where we pretty much post all of our content onto there. Additionally, uh, we have Facebook, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia, where we're always posting a lot of content and news stories that's coming out uh, in the world of film and cinema. We just posted one trailer that looks like... It looks amazing. <laughs> it's called Sonic the Hedgehog. It looks like the best movie I was, I've like, ever seen. I don't know why... I pretty much guaranteed that this movie... Endgame was going to make all the money in the world, but then I saw that trailer. Yeah, and I was that's like, going to make all the money in the it's world. It's going to make all the money. <laughs> Everybody just stop buying tickets and save it for Sonic. The Guys, that the trailer movie. is atrocious. It's if you've atrocious. Ever seen it. <laughs> even the character design. I'm yeah. like, that doesn't even look like a Sonic. That yeah. looks like a weird half 
hedgehog thing. Rabbit. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> anyway. Oh, sweet rabbit. Yeah. Uh, so join us on there. Uh, leave us a comment and have fun. We're, uh, we're a lot of people commenting back and forth and having yeah. fun on there. So get connected with us as well on Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Real Review Media. And then additionally, we have our YouTube, which is youtube.com slash The Real Review, where Matt's posting uh, some different videos and stuff, some trailer reactions. And then uh, we'll have our episodes going back up at some point. Definitely. Yeah. And Definitely. then last but not least, we'd love to hear from you, our listeners, your thoughts, perspectives, and input. Excuse me. Uh, send us an email, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Like I said, love to hear from you. Definitely. And uh, real quick, a couple of things. Um, first, in this review we're going to do, obviously, we're going to talk about Avengers Endgame. Uh, we're going to kind of be talking generally up front because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things we can't really talk about that spoils a plot. So many things. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a spoiler. Uh, we're going to give you like a spoiler warning and then yeah. about, you know, I don't know, a few minutes into the review, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll kick into that. At this point, it's people probably listening are the ones that haven't seen it that want to see it. Right, that would have it spoiled because I feel like pe- anybody, yeah. anybody listening to this that hasn't seen Endgame and wants to listen to a review, the on box it, office would suggests be like, be like, that what? everybody has seen Endgame. Yeah. Well, I would just be like, why would you <laughs> listen to a review on a movie that's literally ten years in the making? Right. I don't know. Maybe you're you're interested. You don't actually want to see the movie. Regardless, other other Whatever. thing. Shout out to Tim Munsell. We got he was our contest winner. Hey, well, we actually got yep. to take him with us to go see Avengers Endgame. He was uh, the Friday it came out. It was awesome. Had a great time. It was good. It was good times. We ate all the popcorn and just like Avengers ate all the money. We did. Yes. We had a good kumbaya session as well afterwards, talking about yes uh, films and and cinema. I got I got picked on because I think the new <laughs> Star Wars trailer is sweet. That's and, a little heavy handed. Like I don't think. We pick, I guess I did. I did throw you under the bus a few yeah, times. It's okay. There. Yeah. It's okay. I'm getting used to but under the bus. So you're getting good. used to. Wow. <laughs> I don't feel like I throw you that under the bus that often. I'm kidding. Okay, let's okay. launch into this things, guys. Let's talk about Avengers Endgame because this this movie is so highly anticipated mm-hmm. and. Uh, if if the box office isn't any indication, I think the the reviews, uh, the critic reception, fan reception is as yeah. well. Rotten Tomatoes, it's ninety five percent. This is the second highest rated uh, Marvel film ever out of the twenty two mm-hmm. movies. Um, and, and yes, if you did not hear, box office bring over the weekend uh, everything record set pretty much. It's over one point two billion dollars already right so just insanity so the only like main records that are left for it to demolish are the overall Gross. box office yeah so uh, yeah so once this thing does its whole theatrical run and right now that sits with avatar it's pretty close to three billion so that's kind of a hard it is pill to swallow but we'll see what happens i don't understand the avatar thing i think honestly foreign cinema yeah i know i saw it twice once normal and then in 3d but i think I think that was a common thing. People yeah. were seeing it in regular and then 3D. And then I think also in foreign cinema. Also, so this is also tracking to potentially beat the domestic lifetime box office record, which is held by The Force Awakens, which made like $930 million or something right. like that. So we'll see what happens. Um, I am rooting for this to beat Avatar. Me too. Yes. Um, because I don't get Avatar. So, um, <laughs> well, wait until Avatar 2. And 3 and, and 4 and, and 5. And Infinity. <laughs> yeah. That's the, it was funny because we've, uh, Fox got purchased by Disney yeah. and they've started shuttering certain projects mm-hmm. and they were listing a bunch of the projects that they were shut. I'm sorry, this is a little bunny trail, but it was just interesting to me. Uh, and they were listing them all out and I'm like, uh, I bet I'm not going to see Avatar on that list. And right. I was like, sure enough, that's yeah. still under production. Yep. So still doing yeah. its thing. Disney knows what they're doing as far as money making franchises. They don't need help. Nope. Yep. Okay. So 
Let's dive into this. Avengers Endgame, directed by Anthony Joe Russo, written by Christopher Marcus, Stephen McFeely, among some others. But the synopsis is, after the devastating events of Avengers Infinity War, the universe is in ruins. And with the help of the remaining allies, the Avengers assemble once more in, the, in order to undo Thanos' actions and restore order to the universe. Um, Infinity War was one of my uh, more... It was actually my second highest rated movie of last year. Right, in my top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so which was battling we, it out, but yeah. We loved Infinity War. I Absolutely. Think that's, I think that's uh, safe to say. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Endgame. Mm-hmm. I'll give you straight off the bat. I don't. I feel like I don't need to run through the cast because it's massive and we all know the cast. Yeah. But <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, Scott Johansson, Johansson Jeremy Renner, Renner, John Cheadle, yeah. Paul Rudd. But anyway, so I, I could go on for days with that. Um, Did you say Scott Johansson? Yes, yes, exactly. And Chris Anyway. I really enjoyed this, not as uh, a sequel to Infinity War, but also a sequel to all the other movies that came before it. Yeah. Um, there was it, surprisingly how somber this movie can be at points, how dark this movie can be at points. And one thing that I thought was amazing, obviously the action was amazing, but there was, it was so funny. I was laughing so many times, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, this movie was just had so many things going for it. It's kind of in a way that like Infinity War was like really funny, but also had like super heavy moments as well. Yeah. Um, and I really just I enjoyed it. I mean, overall thoughts for you? Overall, I enjoyed it as well. Yeah. I think the one. It, it's hard to say this because I I don't want to spoil certain aspects. Right, we can but, talk generally, yeah. and then we can go, generally. Later. This movie has a much more somber tone to yeah. it, and there was numerous moments where there was a very it was so heavy handed that needed a little bit of a break of tension, mm-hmm. and the humor would play in on those moments mm-hmm. very nicely. Yeah, so it was like you still could kind of relax a little bit and let the tension yeah. kind of be released. Um, and that's one of the things that I think. The Russo brothers did really well with this film and the last one. I think this one, um, it wasn't as funny to me as the first one because, again, that tone, that somber mm-hmm. tone of this one really yeah. just struck a chord like kind of all the way throughout the film and left me feeling less like joyful throughout, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, you sure. Know? I, I and that. not to say that there wasn't heavy-handed things going on in the last movie, Infinity War, there was... But it it's kind of grander, yeah. Without spoiling things, sure. This one for me. This one's also three hours long, yeah, which is intense. Yeah, well, I mean, even this film, and not to again go into too much detail, but it's kind of like a couple movies put together into mm-hmm. one. And there's really a story of recovery from the first film, right? In a huge chunk of this film, and so that's very somber and serious. Yeah. Whereas the last one hits you like a train. It's just like boom, we're going and right. we're running with it. Right, and there's right. like line after line after line and uh, funny, quirky scenes right. coming, especially from the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy cast, which mm-hmm. in the last one were so big. Whereas this one, you know, less significant role. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for due sure. Due to necessities. For sure. Um, so overall, though, I think I got some really positive aspects from it. And, yeah. you know... I can get emotional in films, mm-hmm. believe it or not. You can? I know, but Matt doesn't oh believe it. Oh my gosh, you know? Joel. Uh, and I think <laughs> just like the, um, the, the, the connection that I had to the story and these characters and the 10 years mm-hmm. of it and, and having kind of gone through so much, 
was so emotional for me. Like yeah. I didn't cry, but right. I definitely left feeling very impacted. heavy and impacted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's not common. Uh-uh. It's not something that you're gonna get from cinema very often these yeah. days in general, but yeah. especially from like what I would never have thought it would be, yeah. which is like superhero films. Yeah. You know, sequels. Over, um, overall, um I I love the way they ended this thing. I feel like they they I feel like they did proper pro, a proper ending. I almost said something that would have been Yeah, bad. there was I feel like they I, th- I feel like they gave it a proper ending uh for a lot of its characters and just kind of this arc that started back in 2008. Um I at the beginning it does it does have like this somber down tone and it maybe it I wouldn't say it's necessarily slow, but I think there's a necessary um like quietness to the first little bit of the movie that has to be there yeah in order for you to to build up to what eventually happens at the end and i i actually liked it a lot yeah um i I would agree with that i've again seen this movie three times yeah that's true i want to see it again it's good to see it i think the second time was especially rewarding yeah knowing what was coming you could really just be there for like connecting with the emotional moments that was my thing i felt so like like anxious almost before the movie started right. and during the movie like yeah. going in again i feel like i could you know set that aside and just you know uh, accept it for what it is exactly. as opposed to like being like what's gonna happen you know <laughs> yeah i think where this movie wasn't maybe necessarily as good as the last one was that that first chunk of the film that we're talking about sure. yeah after sort of the second time seeing it i'm kind of like okay I, I don't really need to go through that again yeah not that it's like bad per se but mm-hmm. it's just it's kind of just moving into things more slowly, more methodically. I don't know the best way of putting it without spoiling things, but it, it just takes a very gradual pace. And I know yeah. it's setting things up for later in the movie, but again, after having seen it three times, I feel like almost I could just t- hop in halfway through the movie now yeah. and really get in to the parts that would be the most interesting sure. to me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I'm not saying the first part of it is bad. Yeah. I'm just saying, again, it, it the, the last movie... Infinity War, every single aspect of it tied so perfectly. It was just like, again, like a train. It was just like, boom, 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 yeah. hitting all this stuff. Whereas this one is like, there's just these really slow paced moments mm-hmm. of building tension and building drama and characters just being in it and thinking. And it was just heavy, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But there's a lot of other good things that I could say about the film as well. I think, once again, the special effects just... It. I mean, they just did an amazing job. There wasn't one scene in this that I was just like, ah, everything yeah. of it. Marvel's like, like especially this one. I feel like anytime the Russos are involved, they have a good distinct eye and they know how they want to, you know, yeah. have their graphic artists go in there and do things specifically. Absolutely. The de-aging, once again, was mm-hmm. super good. As well as with this one, um, the shot selection wasn't as strong to me as Infinity War was. There was some really, really impactful moments and and ways of shooting things in infinity war to me that just really left me um i don't know feeling things feeling the Mm -hmm. feels this one it wasn't as much as cinematography as much as it was just what was occurring on screen Mm -hmm. so i think again not that they did a bad job Mm -hmm. but just not quite as high level for me um anyway what some of your thoughts i've been talking a lot yeah no no i um I think I can echo your sentiment. I I think I I like Infinity War just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fine. It's it's I really like it, but it doesn't negate anything that I enjoyed from this movie. Yeah, you could almost look at it as a, like a huge 
five act movie, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's five and a half hours long. I That's funny you say that. I mean, part of me rebelled when I first started thinking that. Right. Because it was kind of like, how can I, these two movies are so closely connected. How can I look at one and say I like yeah. it a little bit more than the other? But they are really, although the story is so closely related, they are two very distinctly different films yeah. this, uh, in tone and pacing and purpose. Endgame, uh, this one, Endgame, um, really subverted and upended some of what I was expecting mm. to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like from the get go, I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. You know, I think <laughs> it's it... so funny how I was expecting one thing and I got another thing. And I feel like that happened like three or four times in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It, I, it, it was, it was great though in a great way. I wasn't like upset about it. Yeah. It was subversion of expectations, but in a good way. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, it, it left me feeling like, I was expecting this, but I got that, but I like that better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it fits, it's clever, and they yeah. u- made use of it well. Um, I think one of the other things I was going to say that I really liked about it was the music. Um, this film, more so than the last film even, um, the music just really fit at certain times, mm-hmm. and just that sort of Avengers theme. And I think it was the same composer, though, Alan Silvestri. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I, it was, I think more of it was the usage of the mm-hmm. soundtrack and because there was so many more moments where it was like just the music going yeah. and like nothing else on screen, I heard it a lot more and it, it, it had more of a tone and a feel to it. Yeah. So I think they did a much better job, not much better, but like a step up even from the last film on the yeah. soundtrack. I mean, Marvel's never been huge on that. Mm-hmm. Like they've always had one or two like of their like static, like yeah. st- ongoing themes yeah but they've never really blown out of the water with that but this one they like took yeah. a step up so with this this one I, we can talk about negatives and i can't get into specifics but i there's not really a lot of negatives there's just something with a character that i just didn't didn't prefer the direction that they took it yeah and it, it was fine to begin with but then when i realized it wasn't changing i yeah. was like okay i don't know if i like that um and i'm still on the fence about it maybe after a second viewing i feel different um, I can see, I can foresee there being another issue um, with something that happens kind of in the second act of the movie that um, could be problematic for some people who are really like uh, perceptive or nitpicky on things. Yeah. But I did some more research into that, and we can talk about that when we get to spoilers. And I think I have a theory as to what specifically is happening. Yeah. Um, I think I know what you're talking about, and I did some yeah. research as well, so I'll be interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And perspectives yeah. here on The Real Review. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was there anything else that kind yeah, of stuff negatively? Yeah, I think for me, uh, the two biggest negatives, uh, the biggest by far was the story structure. Okay. It it really, there was just some things, I mean, I, I, I can't read them, but I sat down and I just had so many questions in my head. I just, opened up like a, a notepad yeah. on my phone and I literally wrote like 10 questions right. of like unanswered things <laughs> that don't really have an answer. Yeah. And some of them I looked up, you know, later to figure things out because, and I will spoil this. It's not too big a spoiler, but it, the film involves time manipulation. Um, and whenever you bring that into a film, it tends to muddy the waters of what's possible and mm-hmm. what can happen and how it can happen. Right. And that, really played a significant role in this film of me. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, outside of just the time travel stuff, there was many questions of just character choices and reactions and ways of acting, mm-hmm. not explaining things or over explaining that just, I'm like, huh? Yeah. So we can talk about some of those specifics in the, the spoiler talk. And then last, lastly, I would say, um, 
some of the dialogue was a couple times just felt a little too silly. There was moments where it was like beautiful and perfect. And then there was a couple times where I'm like, eh, I feel like you could approach that a little bit better, hmm. a little bit differently. That That's more me, I think, personally. It just, there was a couple times with someone, and I, and I could say what and how, but again, we're not talking spoilers. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Well, let's let's do that. Um, do you want to rate it first or do you want to do spoiler talk um, first? I think we give a spoiler talk first. Okay, let's see. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna dive into our spoiler. So yeah, we'll put in the episode description the right. time code yeah. uh, for the spoiler talk and then we'll we'll give a review at the end of that. Right. So if you are total, listening yeah. to this, you have not seen the movie, uh go ahead and shut it off and then come back later on after you've had a chance to see the movie. Um we are gonna dive heavy into spoilers here in a little bit. Uh, and I'll give you a five-second countdown, and here we go. Spoilers, here they come. Five, four, three, two, one. And Thanos and dies. And Thanos dies. And Ant-Man doesn't. Ant-Man and doesn't, doesn't die. And Black Widow. I'm but who's the, main guy, who's the main guy who dies? <laughs> Iron Man. Iron Man. Oh, he bites it. Oh, it's such a painful It was scene. a very poetic moment, though. Yeah, I will very, say- very poetic. It just yeah, we'll just hop right into it. Um, out of all the moments of just like deep, like ooh, kind of throughout all these films, mm-hmm. that is definitely the most heavy. Yeah, and is going to probably remain in my mind. I mean, I was just talking to a few people um, about Iron Man's character and who he is, and just mm-hmm. what he's brought to that role. Yeah, is so timeless and so in a way perfect. Mm-hmm. Like he just fit that role so perfectly, and he started. The Marvel Universe in many ways, you know? I mean, he brought us into with Iron Man, the first Iron Man being which, so successful. Which why this whole, like, it's like this giant circle of life thing that started back in 2008 yeah. that, like, you know, is resolving with this a little exactly. bit. Exactly. crazy. And so it was so sad. And I think what also made this film's, his role in this film so particularly sad was the fact that it was an undesired sacrifice. It's not that he wouldn't have done it. Obviously, he right. did. But the whole entire movie, he's saying, you know, I just want to be with my family. I just want to be with my family. I don't want to lose that. Yeah. And then he still ends up having to make that sacrifice. And so it's just so touching. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. And it really took me up. And every time I've seen it, three times now, yeah. that has still left such a big impact on me. And right. will continue to because yeah. it's sad. Yeah. It's sad that he's no longer going to be in it's that It's funny role. how so many people are predicting it, but we're still like, kind of like, oh man, I can't believe that actually just happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were yeah. like expecting it, but it still hit us, you know? Absolutely. Um, I think, I think, so th- this is what I was alluding to earlier. Um, what's funny is in the f- first 15 or 20 minutes of the movie, they actually go and they, they kill Thanos. Yeah. And, and when that happens, I was like, I was sitting next to you and I'm like, what? Yeah, movie over? <laughs> like, like, where do happened? we go? What do yeah. we do now? Well, I love it because, I mean, they really do set up and this is where they did it well. They set up your expectations in one way so they can really get you to a place emotionally where you're like, wow, they've fallen off the edge here. Yeah. There, there's no coming. This is like the depths. Yeah. They did that in a, such an effective way. I mean, they even, they like, they played the music and yeah. they showed the logo and like, here they are. Yeah. They're going to go fight him and they got Captain Marvel now and they're going to go kill him and they're right. all pissed off. And then they go down there and then he's like weak and they just kill yeah. him. And you're yeah. like, what is going on? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even like, it wasn't even like elongated. They went in there, his <laughs> arm gets chopped off. Uh, Thor says a few words and then chops off his head. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. Let's, so <laughs> let's uh, bring up Thor real briefly. Okay, one of, that's there? one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny. I was yeah. giggling the whole movie. If you're not, if you're unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, because you have or have not seen, it, I don't know why you're here. If you haven't seen it, but um, <laughs> Thor is is basically chubby fat Thor. Yeah, 
He's throughout. Thor Lebowski. Yes. Lebowski. It's so funny. It's so amazing. And we learned that Korg and Meek are alive. Oh, yeah. And, and I knew great. that was going to love you. You were going to love that. Because I, yeah. I love Korg. He's like one of my favorites yeah. in Ragnarok. Yeah. I will say every, like the two times I first saw it, um, the theater was primarily, you know, a mixture of older and younger audiences. Yeah. Every time they have that scene and Fortnite comes on, inevitably there's like three or four kids in the audience that are just like, Fortnite! I'm yeah, like, yeah. really, kid? Yeah. There's so many other crazy things going on here, like Fortnite right now? Anyway. I know. It's yeah. it's just, yeah. So that, that was just a delight. Cause, yeah. And what's great about it too, and I love that they stuck with that choice because it mm-hmm. doesn't change throughout the whole movie. Yeah. I They really committed to it and yeah. it, it becomes less significant right. like it's significant but once he you know he yeah. takes on the role of thor yeah. and fighting he's still fat but it's let's, not like let's it's talk like, about the that too and the possibilities which really because at the end he's he's hanging out with the guardians he calls himself mm-hmm. the, you know the the as guardians of the galaxy yeah i i will say i'm not as happy about that specifically i'm fine with him going off with the guardians and yeah. being part of that universe I'm specifically not happy with the choice that they made to basically have him just give up the throne. Not because I felt like the person he gave it to was in any way unworthy that she couldn't yeah. do it, but because we've literally spent like three films with him now yeah. trying to prove his worthiness of taking that role on. Sure. And it was so offhandedly like, well, I just want to I want to find my own way, so you just take over as the queen or the king or whatever. That I really did not enjoy that too much. Oh, I, it almost I felt it like, fine. well, Asgard's basically destroyed anyway, so peace out. I'm just going to go do my own thing. I, I mean, I spent so much time. I mean, the first film in particular was so much about him just proving his worthiness to right. be the person in charge. So it's it felt like a huge step back. I'm not gonna really? lie for his oh. character. Yeah, but I am excited to see his adventures. I felt with- like it was. I felt like it was a. F- I felt like it was a step forward. He's he's moved beyond like, you know, I don't need to I don't need to prove my worthiness, you know. Right. He but. didn't need to prove his worthiness, but he still has like certain things that have been uh, certain roles that not that he's like defined by his roles or something, mm-hmm. but basically like he raised himself as this person to be this person. So it kind right. of negates this. Now you go back and look at those films and you can just basically say, well, you're not going to be king anyway. So why does this even matter? That's kind of right. my point. I right, get your right. point too, which is that he's his character didn't move somewhere. Right. It shows progress. Mm-hmm. I just think that the progress was at done. A, it did a disservice. I felt I would have been fine with him basically saying like, look, you run things for now. I need to go find myself yeah. and figure out what I'm doing with my life because I thought I was ready for this but I'm totally not. But right. instead he's just like, eh, I'm just not king anymore. You take it. Which was very unwarranted to me. Sure. Um, let's let's jump into another character. And this is one okay. of my negatives and I don't I don't necessarily like it. I know a lot of people that did like it, but I don't understand why fully. And I, I think there's a, a translation between people who liked it or a correlation between people who liked it and are fans of like the comic Talking books. Hulk. Right, the yeah. Hulk. <laughs> so... Uh, he's found out a way to merge the Hulk body with the with the Bruce, Bruce Banner yeah. like consciousness. Bruce Hulk, right? I guess, yeah, right. And I guess it's like a it's called like a Professor Hulk. Like that's a storyline in the mm-hmm. comics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it. Um, I did like the first scene with it. It was hilarious, mm-hmm. and they're like in a diner. Ant Man's yeah. there. It's so funny. <laughs> and um, that was pretty great. Yeah. And but but basically he's like that for the rest of the movie. You don't you don't see Bruce Banner except in like uh, projection form that when he meets up with Tilda Swinton's character, yeah, the ancient one, yeah, and um, and that's it. 
Uh, yeah. The, here, here's my thing though is the the one thing I loved about the Hulk was like like he's just like a rage monster and right. like when he's unleashed like he just does some really gnarly things that yeah. are kind of cool to see. Yeah. And and there's always that tension of you know like of Bruce Banner and him like you know back and forth kind of thing which is great and I'm glad they f- like he was able to like resolve some of that but I miss the rage monster. Yeah. I do I do appreciate that they like they have kind of this like play with it later like when they go back in time to talk about to um to 2012 avengers yeah and like he's like trying to rage out he's like hitting a car he's like ah yeah, that was pretty great chucked some motorcycle but yeah but other than that i was like i kind of miss like the rage hulk you know what i mean yeah because what you don't get is the hulk personality yeah you know and that was a fun thing about hulk you know bruce's character was more of kind of like along for the ride right and so, sort of the un un desired victim yeah. uh, of the Hulk's antics. And I would have been more okay with it if you still had moments where I think Hulk's personality more came to the forefront. Right. You know, like the, the body thing I get that like maybe he just wants to stay in that form because it's simpler for him. He probably doesn't have to pay for as many clothes and stuff like right. that. But like give me moments where he still just gets like really angry yeah. and that he just lashes out in right. some sort of thing. I get it that, like you said, it's a comic book thing yeah. and it's there, but just because it was in the comic right. book doesn't necessarily right, right, right. mean it translates as perfectly on screens it needs to. So, so I'm in agreement. Okay, with what, cool. What you're saying. Um, other thing, time travel. Let's talk about that real yeah, quick. Yeah, that was a big one that I wanted to talk about. Right. So, um, and they, they say as much in the movie. I mean, they talk about how like your preconceived notions of what time travel is and the rules of time travel aren't actually real. They talk yep. about it in all the movies and all this stuff. They yeah. even reference all that stuff. Hot tub time machine. So <laughs> um, the the research that I did into this aspect of the film is it's not straight up time travel. And it is not going to be like what we know time travel to be. It's actually more like interdimensional travel. Yeah. yeah. And that that's that allows a little bit more explanation, but then at the same time opens up some more like questions with it as well. Yeah. So I think, there I, was... think I think there's, I think that's a cool way to approach it because it does like alleviate, well, if that happened to this, how come now that's not a problem here? Like it could have been, you know, it's it, out of the infinite amount of time streams or timelines that there are. Yeah. It wasn't the exact same one that they're in right now. There, the, the basis of what I read, and I think it's similar to what you're reading, yeah. is that they're unable to change their past mm-hmm. through going into the past, right. which would impact their present. So mm-hmm. because they can't, because there's just some reasons for it, because their past would become their future and it would just always be there right. and it creates a loop, which I get that. Right, right, right. The thing that really didn't make sense is, though, what change occurs and what happens when they do do things with the past mm-hmm. and how they're able to manipulate things. And specifically that comes into play at the very, very end with Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and how he's able to be there. How Captain his, Marvel is able to be there. Or not Captain Marvel, sorry, Captain America. Okay. Big difference. Yeah. Uh, how Captain America was able to be there as an older person within that timeline. Right. That's the only way I don't, I don't fully understand that. The only either. way that I could have thought about it was that there's a there's an idea that the film is talking about divergent timelines and, mm-hmm. and anything that you do in the older past it creates a branch creates a branch yeah. timeline and Captain America went back into those branch timelines put the stones back which that in and of itself is weird to me yeah and doesn't make a lot of sense like specifically with Jane like 
that was in an ether form right. and inside of her body. So like, did he did he put it back in ether form and then stab her again? Like, I don't. They didn't explain that. Well, they and, had it. It was like a physical thing when they got it. When right. they got it from Asgard. when they got it from Asgard, right, right, but right. it was in stone form when right, he took right. it back. Yeah. So did he do that? And then so their role in that was to fix the divergent timelines. Yeah. But by all the things that they did, they would have created so many divergent timelines. And I base and I'm assuming that what they're saying is that we're just gonna pretend like those are all divergent things that don't make any difference. But anyway, he had the portal ability still, right. so he just stayed in that timeline. Because yeah. his presence, his mere presence there would have created a right. timeline. And then when he got old enough, yeah, he just teleported himself right to that bench or something like that. But I don't know why he wouldn't have had to use the pad. I don't There's know. so many questions of of those sort of issues. Yeah. Like I said, it doesn't really necessarily make sense how it does or it doesn't play out with some of the timing. Mm-hmm. and the, Because the bigger questions start to become like, and these are things that I wrote down, like, well, they didn't have enough pin particles. Well, why don't they do what they did with Captain America and Tony Stark and just go further into the past and get more pin particles. Right. Like they could have easily done that. Then they would have an unlimited, you know, time. Mm-hmm. And why do they care what happens to the divergent timelines and all these different places? I mean, they could just take the stones and then, you know, just do something with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That doesn't matter all that much to me. Um, there's a bunch of questions, but I don't know. The one question I have, and this would be interesting and could, uh, be something like some some really rich storytelling moving forward um with the MCU and how it works is is the snap bringing bringing everybody back you know yeah. the sacrificial snap from iron man is um is when people are all brought back all their families have moved on potentially 5 years or maybe they have new spouses yeah you know maybe they you know have new jobs after the you know maybe you know that in and of itself we talked be about crazy. that crazy yeah that could be like very problematic i feel yeah. like it needs to be addressed one other thing that kind of confused me that didn't make a lot of sense is the whole like if they're doing divergent timeline things and how are they able to travel in between those and if they took the time if they took stones from different time periods wouldn't that impact the other timelines in different ways or does it create its own diversion? But yeah, like the whole idea of, so if half the world's population just disappeared, that would be chaotic. Yeah. People would die from, yeah. you know, like planes would crash or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Cars would crash. Mm-hmm. So there would be a lot of deaths. There would be a lot of crazy things going on. Um, but the world would most likely recover. Yeah. Whereas if you suddenly doubled the earth's population. Right. After five years have gone by where there's been, you know, they've probably at this point adjusted. There's going to be the, an economic crisis. Exactly. Too. <laughs> they've adjusted to this lifestyle with food right. production, yeah. with the necessities of right. like all these different like systems are now half of that population. Right. If you suddenly double that, I mean, there's going to be court cases about like, I'm dead. Then this person took my property and bank right. seized all my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talked about this as well. And this, this had so much confusion um, with Spider-Man. Yeah. So Spider-Man was gone, but they applied at the end of the film that his friend did not disappear. Right. But his friend would have aged five years and would be out of school. Why, why did they, I didn't get that they implied that he. Well, like he sees him and he like smiles like, oh my gosh, you're back. And they like shake hands. I saw like, that as like they, they had a realization. They know right, that they've been gone. I That would have to be it because the thing is, Peter said that it was, it felt like they were gone for like an instant. Right. Like, you know, basically felt like they never left. Right. But that was at that battle. I would imagine that there was some time passage between that battle and when he was going back to school. Right. Had but a we're going to have to see in the next Spider-Man movie, Basically, I'm very curious. As exactly, to what that's gonna everybody happen. in his class is graduated. Is either graduated or they're going to have to 
graduate some of them right or i don't know how you're gonna handle that i mean or all of them right died right all of them were part of the half oh, yeah <laughs> that got disintegrated so it's like there's aspects to just that just peter parker's class got yeah got dusted. i mean imagine <laughs> and this is like a weird example but imagine you're like 14 years old yeah and you're like you have a quasi dating relationship with somebody and then they like die and then they come back and you're like you're now 19 and yeah. it's like how yeah. are you gonna i don't know just weird stuff like that, that is weird have that to is go weird. Down. i don't know but uh the i mean there's so many and I, I listed some of these things, but it's like, um, the, these are reasons why I'm rating the movie slightly lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why didn't Captain Marvel just fly away with the gauntlet? Why did she have to run it all the way to the time machine? She had the ability to fly and Thanos' ship had already been destroyed, so she could have just like flown it out into space and then they wouldn't have been able to get it. Right. Um, how did Nebula figure out how to teleport things through the time travel thing? And how was Thanos able to figure out not only the time travel side of things, but how to shrink his ship because that's what he did. And how did he have enough pin particles? Did he create pin particles? Did he like Wait, he never shrink sh- his ship? Yeah, like if you watch, I've seen it three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go, one of the other things I didn't notice is the the rat was the thing that set off right. the, the thing to bring right. Ant Man back. But if you watch the scene, um, Nebula accesses the time machine, and as she's accessing it, Thanos' ship goes through the portal, and it's actually growing larger as it comes through the part the portal. So he shrunk his ship down using shrinking technology and pin particles in order to get it through the portal. Huh. And then he grows it large. Like if you watch the scene, it breaks through that little small section of the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it like expands back to full size. So sometime between I have to see it again. Yeah, when she that. teleported back in time yeah. in that timeline, even though that's somehow not a divergent timeline, sure. even though so many things have changed. So so somehow he had to have figured that out at, at some place. Um, why didn't as well for Nebula's character in particularly, why didn't she explain to everybody the aspects of the soul stone being necessary to do a sacrifice and the fact that Thanos and everybody were going to be looking for that when they go back. I mean, they spent right. like days yeah, planning yeah, yeah. this thing out. You think Nebula would have said like, Hey, by the way, this is required. Yeah. And also this is what's going to go down when we're getting the power stone. Right, right, right. Um, so that was just kind of silly to me. Um, I don't understand why they didn't use the gauntlet to heal Tony when Tony died. Like, I guess they couldn't for some reason. Um, there's a, there's a number of different things. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Sure. I'm, but these are all reasons why it kind of started to break down. And then this one pissed me off. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I really like the film, but like the sacrifice that was made with Black Widow, which was such a, a sad thing to see mm-hmm. your character go. And I wish they'd given her not just Tony a tribute, but given her a little bit of a tribute at the end there when they did Tony's like send off. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not really making a sacrifice for the stone. They're killing themselves, which that is a Thanos had to kill his daughter. Right. He had to sacrifice something to get the stone. So killing yourself isn't in my opinion, enough of a sacrifice <laughs> To warrant the stone because they were trying to stop each other from killing themselves. Mm-hmm. So they weren't really making a sacrifice. The other person was making a sacrifice of themselves. So that didn't really make sense. Well, I think because they didn't they didn't really have anybody else. Like they didn't have like I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that again, that that they changed the rules of that because it was very clear in the first film that mm-hmm. like you have to make an unwanted sacrifice. Like you have yeah. to get rid yeah. of a life that you cherish mm-hmm. in order, and it wasn't even necessarily life, but it was the thing that you love the most. Yeah. You have to get rid of that in order to get the stone. Mm-hmm. Soul stone. So I, I don't know how that worked, but 
this Science. all kind of came together. Yeah. <laughs> and what it ended up being Science was Joel. like these these big moments of like emotional impact and sadness and like wow, this is crazy, especially yeah. the battle. And we should talk a little bit about the battle stuff too if we want. Oh yeah. I know we're going on a huge review here. This but is a this massive is a big, review. Yeah. Um <laughs> But I would have those moments, but then I'd have so many moments where I'm kind of left with questions like, well, why and how yeah. and if and couldn't they? Just like so many different questions of different stuff. I mean, why didn't Captain Marvel, for that matter, even just put on the gauntlet? I mean, she's made of pure energy. Right. She could have probably just put on the gauntlet. And I don't done know something. the rules. Yeah. I don't know the rules yeah. for something like that. And they could have used the gauntlet to go through time to maybe not get the Black Widow that died after the Soul Stone sacrifice, but they could have got one from before. I mean, that they did that. Um, with what's her face, Gamora. Yeah. So if you can get Gamora from a different timeline before she sac- was sacrificed, then couldn't you get Black Widow from a different time? So there's like things like that that are just kind of like, well, I felt like it was more of a necessity. They had to get rid of Black Widow, and so they tried to manipulate it into the circumstance of what well, we're going to make her make the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. Um. Last thing we can probably talk about, and then we'll wrap up, I guess, if you want. Um. The fights, the big fight at the end, because there was pretty much just one major, major fight, uh, which took place at the end of the film between Thanos and yeah. um, everybody. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which I thought was amazing. Yeah. Um, worth, um, the, worth the wait. In yes. Sense. Uh, Captain America, uh, let's talk about that. Wielding yeah. Mjolnir. Yeah. So if that's how you say it. Which that was one of the better lines of funny dialogue too when he swaps with Well, that uh, was, a, yeah, was great. He's, He's like, like yeah, yeah, no, you take the little yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> you, you take the little one. <laughs> yeah. I like this one. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. really good. Yeah. But I love that. It was a cool little callback to Ultron. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and, and super awesome too, um, just to see that visually. And yeah. um, the scene, I mean, where they're all just emerging and coming back yeah. was just so epic yeah and that, and that cool. big scene and you see uh giant man there you know oh yeah and just like everybody's there yeah. lined up ready to take on thanos's army super good he punches one of those like worm ships yeah. out of the sky that was super cool that was super cool and that that's one of the best mom- moments of music as well yeah in the film where it just you know captain america's basically symbol bloodied and bruised and has yeah. been through so many films and so much garbage and he stands up and it's like how's this one guy going to take on this entire army of Thanos. Yeah. And it was just like, because of what they've done and, you know, he gets his own army. Uh, and just that charge and everybody just starts killing each other <laughs> and yeah. beating the crud out of each other. I mean, it was so <laughs> rewarding. And um, I think Tony Stark's last line, in a sense, as being a living Tony Stark, um, was fitting. I mean, that symbolized his character. You know, I am yeah. Iron Man. It was so good. It was good. I yeah. mean, it was a, a like, full circle thing from his first movie. And I think that was just, I like that. Yeah, uh, very touching moment. I will say the second time you see it is at least, if not more, emotional. I'm going to see it again. you see it coming. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is about to happen. And yeah. You're able to just like be invested in the emotions of the moment. Yeah, totally. Uh, which was super dark. So um, any other further thoughts? I mean, there's so many different things there's in a the movie. Lo- it's, it's a massive movie. And again, yeah. I think that's the thing. I think people are going to repeat watch it because it is a lot to digest. And I think I, I will catch some things probably the second go around that I ha- haven't caught yet. Yeah. Um, since I know you've seen it three times, you probably got a little bit more, but I, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I really, really liked that proper send off and there's, n- yeah. and it's not, um, and I like that they didn't do anything to like intentionally set up sequels. You know, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no post credits thing. You get an audio clip, which I've read to understand is just Iron Man when he was working on his, uh, original Iron Man suit in the caves. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Okay. So, um, that's touching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of nice. I, I mean, they give you that little send off in the credits too, where they kind of like give everybody their own special. Well, the the main like Avengers title cards, first, yeah, 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 title yeah. cards. 
Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I will say one negative thing. We didn't talk about this as well, minorly. The little girl that was in it felt a little flat to me. She There was definitely a couple moments I'm like, why are you not? I feel like you should be crying, a little bit sad. Oh, Tony's she, daughter? Yeah. yeah. I think she was maybe just too young to fully understand what was going on. I, I love you 3000. I get that. I, <laughs> it just felt a little bit like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. That was touching. That's hey, what are you going to rate this thing? So I'm going to give this one. I've been battling slightly with myself about it, but Ooh, I think- There's been a known civil war. Yeah. Happening. I think I'm going to give it an 87. Really? Yeah. I'm going to give it a 93. Okay, wow. <laughs> All right. I it's I good. talked about this with a few people, but the truth of the matter is, like, if you sat me down and you said, which film would you rather watch, Infinity War or this? Mm-hmm. It's going to be 100 times probably more often Infinity War. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's just a straightforward, more entertaining film. There's no complex, creative, crazy, like, plot things that are going on that yeah. just confuse me. I think this one had much more strong emotional mm-hmm. moments. Sure. But the moments between that left me with more questions and answers a lot gotcha. of times. And so I don't know. I shouldn't yeah. I shouldn't have to necessarily with this kind of a film yeah. like have to do deep complex research into what time travel is about and how it works and if it fits <laughs> just to figure out if the plot actually works the way it does. And there's still numerous questions to the story. It I think what it really boils down to is it felt more like they were manipulating circumstances to fit what had to happen with certain characters. Sure. Because I'm not going to spoil the things now. Yeah, no, I got you. But like, it feels like that was the case more so than in the first film. The I first film, it felt like they were just going along for the ride. This yeah. one was like, well, we have to accomplish this, 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 and this. Yeah. So we're going to make it go in that right. direction. Right, right, right. So I ranked it at, yeah, 87. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, It'll be on my top 10, I'm like yeah. guaranteeing, but yeah. it's not going to probably be my top one Sure. Yeah, no worries. Um, I'm saving that for Lion King. I think this is my, <laughs> I think it's my highest one for the year so far. 93 is not like, it, it's it's awesome, but it's, yeah. I think I had a 97 last year. So yeah. Um, I, I uh, yeah, if you guys, uh, let's let's throw it back to you listeners. Uh, let us know what you guys thought about the movie. Kind of if, you, if you're if you agreeing with and tracking with what we're talking about, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, um, what you thought about those like main moments what were your favorite moments let us know feel free to email us let us know what's going on with that we can uh, chat chat with you yeah um our our email address is realreviewmedia at gmail.com and then um again you can reach us on instagram uh twitter facebook all the social medias all that stuff at realreviewmedia youtube.com slash the real review as well and uh just realreviewmedia.com yeah um and uh and let us know. Let's let us know what's going on with that. If you're excited, if you if you think it's going to beat Avatar, which I'm really hoping it does, um, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to beat Titanic because I think it's Avatar than Titanic still, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Titanic's still like just over two billion something yeah. dollars. It's yeah. not it's not as close as it's not as high as Avatar is. So, anyways, yeah. Um, yeah so t- let us know what you think, uh, Joel. You got anything else you want to add? Yeah, I'm really excited to find out. What they're going to do with the five-year plan? Yeah, we'll so, see what happens. Yeah. Hopefully, Comic-Con, they'll kind of reveal some stuff to they us. They haven't. And, yeah, they haven't officially said that this word they're going to do it. Yeah, but that's where they did the the last big announcement of yeah. the three phases, and they said they're going to do it right after Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home comes out. Far From Home, yeah. yeah, which is the beginning of July, which right. is before Comic-Con. So. Right. That all indicators right now seem to say that that's probably because the the big Marvel thing for Disney is going to be in uh, June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that seems to be it. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. I'm excited um, to see it. We'll yeah. see what happens. We can get some new Avenger stuff potentially down the road. So that should be exciting. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, anything else? Nope. That's it. Cool. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. It's been real. It's been real. <laughs>